Yeah, I was like. <laughs> the stairs at your house are no joke, man. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those things where like uh, we better move sooner than later be- if we ever move because you know I, with old age, you know, carrying those uh, carrying anything up and down like eighteen flights of steps. <laughs> no, you've got to get movers when you move out of there. Yeah, we had movers to move us in. I you know I've told you the story with the movers. We're like, don't ever call us again. <laughs> and it was really because of all of Tracy's plants. You know, she right. had all those, those fucking planters. And uh, these guys, you know, were busting their ass. And just, like, I could imagine that, like, when they first, like, saw, like, just when you're down, all the way down, and you see, like, up to, like, you know, all the way at the top. And, yeah. And you see, like, a little bit of God's toe. You know, you're like, oh, we were going up really high, like, yeah, yeah. So the guy, yeah, because all the planters and they're really fucking heavy, right? Of course, because so, they're just straight up full of dirt. It's just, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and like you know, and like you know, these are just like dudes who are just looking for work. So you know, and there is no protection for them. They're like lifting yeah. shit that you know in like five years, their back is fucked. <laughs> um yeah so i was yeah and the guy was like listen don't ever don't ever call us again <laughs> did you tip them well or uh, i i i hope so i'll let tracy handle that <laughs> i don't want to do it. it's her it was mostly her shit so yeah like because when they came back to my old apartment it was like a bed and that was it like and like right. a dresser you know <laughs> when the the guys who moved me in here because my old apartment was so much bigger than this one like my my middle room my living room now was just full of boxes from floor to ceiling and the the guy um like the foreman kind of guy he's like ah looks like storage unit <laughs> <laughs> you live like russia <laughs> <laughs> don't be done <laughs> yeah, toast for Dania, sir. In my oh, country. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you know that there is something called cilantro, which I definitely know you know, and there's something called culantro. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right, so then we're on the same and, page here. <laughs> yeah, and culantro, culantro <laughs> tastes kind of tastes like Irish Spring a little. So. Um, I was looking it up because in, in, you know, we call it recao and I always thought that cilantro was the same. They're very similar, but they're not. Bob, can you spell that for me? I don't. It's, it's the same as cilantro, but replace the I with a U. No, but what's the thing that you just said? Oh, recao, it's a R-E-C-A-O. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I... I was floored away that, uh, and <laughs> by the difference, and I should have known that, but I, I didn't. I, I let my people down. Um, How did you just discover this? Oh, I was reading this. Um, the New York Times had an article about this Puerto Rican woman who came out with who. No, I think she she's had a cookbook, and they were just like spotlighting her, and like, and I was like, oh, all this stuff that you know, is, I, I love to eat. That's also bad for you. And <laughs> um, I wanted to look at her sofrito recipe. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's everything. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's Culantra, not Cilantro. And then it says, yeah, or Raquel. I was like, oh, yeah, I do know that because I would have to go buy that for my grandmother. But never really, like, we would go, I would go to the fruit stand or vegetable market. Same shit, right? And then yeah. um, I, I would just, like, look at the, whatever greens look similar. <laughs> like, yeah. there's, like, a fuck ton of greens that look similar. Um, so... Yeah, I was just, yeah, I was wondering if you knew because. You know what? Actually, I realized I I don't know. I don't know um, what culantro tastes like. Um, if I was, what I was thinking of was, was papalo. Do you know that stuff? Do you, do you ever get semitas? Uh, I have. I just don't, I don't know what papalo is. It sounds kind of. Um... It's. <laughs> It's uh let me look this up. Yeah, it's kind of in the same family-ish, but so I so maybe culantro does not taste like Irish Spring. The Irish Spring I was thinking of was Papalo. So like if you get a, a torta, like Samitas are like tortas, but they they have like the different uh bread that's more a little mm-hmm. bit sweeter and has mm-hmm. sesame seeds. Mm-hmm. And then it also for whatever reason, like Samitas always come with papalo on it. Mm. And it just like I and I love cilantro. Like I'm not one of those people with the with the soap tasting gene on yeah. cilantro. Like I I I'll like I'll straight up put chopped cilantro stems in salad. Okay. Um, but this this stuff, like it um like I'll just seriously, it's like I'm burping Irish spring. Mm. It's like I was swearing at Catholic school and got fed the soap bar. It's so, it's so intense. And so I, I never order Samitas because if you like, even if you take it off, I can still taste it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just lingers on the, yeah, I could see yeah. that. But the, so did you, are you going to use, are you going to use culantro? In some yeah. Way? I'm going to, I'm going to use it and, and see like the difference. And and apparently like some of the differences between uh, one of them is that the, when you cook it, the taste kind of diminishes. Oh, okay. But when you cook the cilantro, I don't know if it diminishes as much. Um, You know, my, fuck it. I might even use both. Yeah. Just, you know, rock out. Bring the pain. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it holds up to long cooking, unlike cilantro. Okay, so that's what they say is you can add it during cooking and not just at the end. Although when I make chili, I put cilantro in both during cooking and at the end. Mm, yeah, it's like you want the fresh herb at the end, but then I I like the cooked taste too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Whatever works. Yeah, as long as it's tasty. Welcome to Welcome to Herb Podcast. <laughs> welcome to Broken Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um this week we are looking at the emotion, which I'm still a little on the fence about the emotion of suspicion. Yeah, I had a hard time with it. But I I, I try to think about things that like you know what would you be suspicious about i i i i I was leaning more towards like jealousy okay like you're always suspicious of your your partner or like (laughs) okay or like uh conspiracy theories those are the two areas that i uh was kind of just like focusing on when i was thinking about it yeah i i was talking with um brian and meryl last night because 
we went out and uh we're having some foods um and it was it almost felt normal it was like springtime it was weird the just it, because we were outdoors and there were so many people around uh but they like suspicion isn't like i don't think anybody thinks of themselves as suspicious mm-hmm. but then we all are i think it's natural right i don't know if it is it i i don't know if it is for everyone that's the thing is i was thinking is it like a is it like a street smarts you know uh thing or but there's you know pl- like I've said before, like there's plenty of people I grew up with, like some were more suspicious than others or the, so we, when I, we looked up the definition and it's like um, a cautious distrust. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's not without reason. Right. I um, mean, like, you it's, know. like suspicion versus paranoia, like suspicion leaves a window uh, that you're wrong. Right. I think there's a very fine line between suspicious and paranoia, though. Yeah. Um, you know, the, you know, people who are um, apprehensive about, you know, the vaccine. Yeah. May have good reasons. Um, but, you know, but then when you start talking about some of the reasons they may, you know, while some may be rational, some may be completely irrational. I mean, any vaccine, like if you talk about um, you know, vaccine in people that say um, it causes uh, autism, right? Yeah. Is it ca- has that happened to you yet? No. Oh, okay. Um, I I don't know. Now I'm now I'm very suspicious. No. Um. <laughs> no, I was not even like the um, not even the COVID vaccine. I was just talking about vaccines oh, okay. in general, like you know, with, with children, and a lot of the parents are like, "Oh, it causes autism, large." And, you know, and then we've had discussion, you know, there's no medical, you know, science to prove right. uh, that's true, but there's still like an irrational um, belief towards it or, you know, or suspicion. Um, I don't know. It's, it is, I, you know, it's one of those things I, I that's why I was, I guess, linking it to conspiracy theories because there's always a moment of, you know, yeah, that might be true. Right. Well, that's then, the, like, yeah. that's the, that's the hallmark of a really seductive theory is that it's, it has something that feels right. Yeah. And so then you just hang everything else off of it. Yeah. Like, um, this kind of like ties into it. You know, HBO Max has that QAnon thing. Oh yeah. My, um, <laughs> I actually, I actually know someone whose daughter worked on it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I mean, there's only been two episodes and it's, I kind of fell asleep in the line the second episode. Okay. Uh, only because I was just tired, but um, it's like kind of more discusses like, well, right now, and you know, it, it goes into the queue, but it also like, you know, the, but they just, you mentioned the things about the Comet pizza and the, mm. the people eat being served babies in DC and it's, it's like. I definitely recommend being cautious and suspicious with politicians, mm-hmm. but I don't know if the eating baby things is a is a way to go. 
<laughs> I, you know, you know, I don't, I don't like, it's just seems like your argument, like just gets the integrity of your argument just diminishes um, like a hundred percent when you start saying stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, when uh, you think about all the stuff that we actually are eating, like the yoga, yeah. like the yoga mat wood fiber in the subway yeah. sandwiches and all of the fillers that are in, you know, like, um, preformed meat patties that we feed our kids at elementary schools. Like it's the, the trouble that it would take to go to, to feed baby meat just doesn't make any sense. I know. I mean, I mean, we've already discussed that, um, Wimpy didn't want to do it. So yeah. You know, why would anyone else want to do it? I will, glad, I I will gladly feed you a toddler tomorrow. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, it's, it's well, like it's, ha- it's, ha- it's such an old concept of evil too. Like it's such a recurring archetype. Like you know, like re- like Jonathan Swift talking about it of like let's with the the famine. Like let's just cut out the middleman with the the English landlords and eat the babies. You know, even in witches and demons. Like there's always been this thing. Like, oh my, yeah. Of like <laughs> it, it, this idea of like oh really evil people eat babies. You know, yeah. it's, I just don't understand like how people don't question, like why why are we ramping this up to like to a million? You know, like it's not just like oh they're doing this thing like, um, like you know how like Al Capone went to prison for tax evasion. Yeah, like there was all the bad stuff he did do. Like we could get we could put people in jail for all kinds of things, but like this idea of like they're just gonna go straight to eating babies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's because it's it's irrational emotion versus logical emotion. I think, and I think right. like, I think if you start to think about the ways in which politicians, both Democrat and Republican, um, have you know basically fucked over the American people for the last you know two hundred years, I think that might be a lot harder to handle than eating babies. I don't know why. Right. I, I don't, and I, I think possibly because. I don't know. Maybe there's a feeling of helplessness to it. Cause like you, ha- there's nothing you can do mm-hmm. as an individual, which really drives a lot of people insane. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to kind of rationalize, but like, I just don't, um, yeah, the, the eating baby thing is always kind of like weird to me. And I didn't even like, I think you guys had told me about the comet pizza thing. And I was just like, no, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so they mentioned that. And then I forgot, I don't know, uh, you know, you have so many conversations with people about this, you know, similar things and you forget. So I don't know. Did we talk about how the gentleman said, um, you know, these things have, he was talking about like uh, pedo- pedophilia. And so he was talking about it and he goes, and the people go, no, worse. And he goes, worse than pedophilia? <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, you know, basically, like, the Democrats are doing these things that are really, really bad. He goes, like, pedophilia? He goes, no worse. Right. <laughs> like, it's like, what? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but it does it does go back to if you apply something insane to, I guess, a group of people that you don't agree with, then, you know, A, you've removed any type of, like, possible dialogue and, um, you know, uh, what do you call it, conversation you know that's positive and now you're just trying to defend yourself that i don't eat babies (laughs) like right uh, yeah like if you 
if I don't know how I could have a conversation with someone who legitimately thought I did that. Or I don't know because I don't know how. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe that's the whole point is people aren't having one-on-one contact. They're just getting messaging. Yeah. Because it's not like, I mean, cause I, you and I, you know, I've seen you interact with people so many times and like, I, like, I know that I can, I, I can pretty much meet anybody where they are. And, you know, I mean, that was literally my job when I worked in tourism was to just, you know, have a conversation where I, you know, pushed whatever information into somebody's head, you know, <laughs> that I could about the historic site that I was at. And it's, I don't know, we can make connections with people. Um, it's not like we wouldn't try. But I don't know why. I just don't know what's appealing about it. That's what I always say. I always come back to this. But I think people are lonely. Mm. And I think this has like made them feel special. Yeah, I mean, it. it's also, um, you know, in the documentary goes into, like, what they call cue drops. Okay. I have and to admit, I only got about eight minutes in and I stopped watching it. It's, I'll, it's, I'll probably it's, go back to it, but I was just like, I don't want to watch all these dead-eyed people. It's, like, it's, like they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're passionate, but they're dead-eyed. They're, they're a little, they're, 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 honestly, like, they they are a little scary yeah like like legit oh mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna walk on the other side of the street scary <laughs> you know like yeah um and, and maybe yeah. they've been experiencing that their whole life and then this is like oh well this is the forum where i'm welcome yeah i mean like you know the first two episodes of the documentary does take a turn i don't know i don't know how long it's going to stay there but just kind of discussing the idea of free speech Okay. Uh, and the platforms in which, um, you know, that you're allowed to have ultimate free speech. And apparently mm-hmm. HN is that. Yeah. Um, you know, but I don't know. It's just like, you know, within obviously within like legal, like, so there's like people who have to like monitor the site to remove any type of illegal things like, you know, specifically pedophilia and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, it's just open season apparently um and you know it's it's this 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 idea of you know how much free speech is 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 worth it or is good you know what i mean um yeah it's 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 a heavy conversation i mean it's it is uh, i mean it is pretty it is pretty funny when like the only standard that you can hold for an organization is like, well, we don't post anything about fucking kids. And the or- thing is, you can post it, but who knows how long before the administrator finds it. Right. You know, so apparently it's up, you know, at least for a wow. little bit, you know, and it's, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, it's really insane. Um Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think the founding fathers had this in in mind. <laughs> yeah, I feel angry at whoever made the wheel that we've been spinning. Oh, are you they, suspicious they gave, about it? They gave us this. <laughs> yeah, they gave us this free thing, but then it's giving us these topics that are hurtful. <laughs> 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 I 
Because <laughs> my wheel did not have suspicious, and then my wheel suspiciously disappeared, so we had to use this one. Oh, okay. So um, I think it all comes together. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I always say that um, being a person of color, there's always uh, you're always suspicious of shit. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, rightfully so. And I, I, I think that's kind of like what you was going back to the street smarts or just kind of like surviving, you know, mm-hmm. in a world that, you know, doesn't not always too kind. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That's what when, when uh, I was talking with Brian and Meryl last night, um, it's, it's like, I think we're all such uh, suspicious people that we don't even we don't even think of ourselves that way. It's such an, in, in, I was thinking the same thing about you. Like it's such an inherent part of who we are mm-hmm. that we don't even, it doesn't even like get any, any air, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it's so funny. Like um, if, if someone is like, if someone I don't know is really nice to me, I'm like, Oh, what are you doing? What do you want? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, I'm like, Oh, they're trying to run a game or there's something, there's always an ulterior motive, like for kindness. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is, you know, that's, that's clearly on me. Yeah. Um, but you know, sometimes I'm right. Well, I think, yeah, I think the, like the workplace kind of beat that out of me after a while because not that beat, beat that into me actually, like it beat the Midwest out of me um, <laughs> because and and I'm still very cordial with people, but at the same time, I know that when there's a degree of niceness that makes you become somebody's guy, mm-hmm. the whole like I got a guy, yeah, and and you become somebody's easy button, mm. and you have only have so many resources when you're you know when there are hundreds of people in another role that you work with, and there's only about five of you. You know, like you right. can't, you can't be each person's guy. And also it doesn't get you anywhere. No, no, it doesn't. Um, no, it doesn't get you anywhere. So it it is a, it is a funny line to walk and it's something that you're definitely not, you're not taught, you know, like that sort of, it, it, I think like other people see it as they, uh, like they see it by example in the roles that they're exposed to, but like the, like the, uh, sort of younger people I've worked with who were brought in because they had connections to people, they never had any problem with just um, with just like basically refusing assignments, mm. or with just like they they absolutely gave the appearance of pitching in, but at the same time they they didn't do any like they they never made any step that wasn't directly making them look good. You know they they had no problem with like turning away from sort of grunt work Mm. and uh yeah it's an interesting it's an interesting thing because it's just like not the way you're raised you know it's not the way i was raised um but i also you know was raised in a trailer not in like a a a fancy house in connecticut so oh fancy houses in connecticut yeah not that all houses in connecticut are fancy but a lot lot of them are uh, no i mean you go to hartford it's a whole other area yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, right? Um I don't know. And and then I like and then you question like is this the kind of person I want to be because you still do want to be open to people, but and and it's like how much do you need to protect yourself? 
I don't know if I want to be open to people. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be a dick, but like, I'm not like willing to like, it's just, you know, I mean, listen, I, 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 I'm not saying you should be fucking mean and, and nasty to people, but like, I mean, being open is, it's a lot of effort. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. Vulnerability is, is a rough one. Yeah, no, it's all right. Like I can, and also like, you know, I don't know. Uh, you kind of know, you kind of know people. Like I feel like for myself anyway, like I, I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of character and I know who's a fucking piece of shit and who's not, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, I've only if been you don't, I, if if you don't trust that, what do you have? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been wrong maybe once or twice, maybe make a handful of times, but like the my record's pretty spot on. Yeah, there's never been anybody that I that I told myself I should like and so gave them a whole bunch of chances that it didn't end up going badly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but that's okay, because th- I mean that's the thing though. It's like you have to decide, especially like you know we're like we're in the beginning of our middle age. Like this is this is the it's <laughs> this, this is this it goes is, back to the middle age. <laughs> it does the, our middle ages. No, this is the strongest we'll ever be in our lives. You know, like this is the like we're we're physically like physically or mentally both in pro in resource wise financially. Yeah. Like this is this is as solid as we're ever going to be, and so if we don't have the strength to do the hard stuff now, yeah. we're never going to. So we might as well like say, do we have like that's the thing is you just constantly have to assess like, um, do I am I able to do this and do I want to? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, and to that, what you're saying is this is the time where we should have the most agency in our lives. Yeah. And to, to you know, be like, you know what? I don't want to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly to your point. Like, you know, I I can, I'm an adult. I can make this decision. Yeah. Sometimes um, it's, I don't want to, but then other times I try to, I, I, that's what I've been working on. I don't know, not consistently, that's for sure. But like, like asking the question more of like, can I, can I afford to like open myself to this vulnerability a little more right Mm -hmm. now? Like, do I need to lock down as hard as I'm used to? Yeah. Because that's like, that's how I, it sounds super dramatic in therapy, but like, like that's how I survived as a kid was like, I, I'm the queen of, um, not barriers. What do they call it when they. Walls. You were Trump no. supporter. No, what do they? What did they call it? No, what's that word? That's like the healthy thing. Lim- like limits with other people. What do you call it? Boundaries. Oh, boundaries. Yeah. Like I'm the queen of boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's, but it's not just like a boundary. It's a moat, you know. Yeah. And so that's why I have to ask myself: Is like, how hard do I need to like, cl- like, clang the castle gate down, or like, can I afford to leave it open? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, there's just. It, it, and that's cool because yeah, I I I think when I was a kid, I didn't I wasn't allowed to have boundaries. You know? Yep. Um, you know, and when they don't let you have them, that's when you create the like the prison walls later. Yeah, that's when you're upset and you're pissed and like you know then then like the, the stupid little shit gets you angry that you have to do it. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I 
you know, and when I see people like, you know, kind of be like, take a strong stance or like, you know, not strong stance, but like they'll say something and it seems pretty like definite. I'm like, okay, you know, you, you kind of like have to let people like, you know, let people make their decision. And if that's a decision, don't fuck with them anymore. Right. Um, You know, it's, I don't know. That's, you know, hey, listen, we're all, we're all. Trying to deal with our, people. We're just trying to deal with our childhood trauma. <laughs> so much to give. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean. Oh, God, that was Let's Get It On, loosely. Was it? Yeah, I guess so. I was like, what is that from? We are all sensitive. Is it sensitive people? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, yeah. No. I don't, I, Something I don't, people. I'm not sure. Yeah, but let's live. Let's just do the right thing. Let's yeah. stop being suspicious. <laughs> uh, I got all in my ongoing uh, true crime documentary stuff. I oh, got no. uh, sucked into one last week called The Keepers, which is from 2017. The Keepers. Was it a keeper? It was a keeper for me because um, there was, there was uh, religion there was uh, murder. There were sex crimes. And, I mean, not that I, I'm really, I don't like read books about that kind of stuff. But the the religious angle was really interesting. It was about this um this young nun in the '60s in Baltimore who was murdered. And you know, it could have just been like, oh no, that nun got murdered. But these, uh, she was a teacher at this all girls Catholic school. Okay, and these uh these two ladies who were her students you know this was in the 1960s that the murder happened i think she was like 20 this nun was only 26 maybe 26 (laughs) or 27 when she died um but she was like everybody's favorite teacher and so she really all you know all these young girls imprinted really hard on her Mm -hmm. and so now you've got these older ladies who are in their 60s i think and they are retired and you know what they have the internet and so they, you know, they're doing that same kind of sleuthing. Yeah. Um, and it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's so, it's so interesting. It was interesting to watch um, a show with women of that age that aren't actresses mm-hmm. because you don't see, that's like women, you don't see women in their sixties, you know, like have you can you think of a TV show you've ever watched where like it was a whole bunch of women in their sixties who weren't like, you know, is uh, not the Golden Girls? <laughs> not well, they weren't in their sixties. That's the thing when that show was on. I think they were only in their fifties. Uh, how about Grace and Frankie? Oh, I did not watch that. That's true. That's one. Uh, but I but know I- what you mean. I, I that I mean, we're the fact that we have to like literally search our mind and pull it out. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, pro- is proof enough. <laughs> It's just sort of like an invisible demographic. Yeah. And so I mean, was, I think seniors, senior citizens in general are, are invisible. Totally. Because we don't want to face that. That's true. There's not that many old men shows either. Columbo. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I hated that show when I was a kid. I think there's probably more old men shows because old men have to deal with that shit. Like, you know, Clint Eastwood's fucking... Um, his fucking movies that are weird like what do you call it um 
Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's a type of um, propaganda. Propaganda porn, yeah. <laughs> or what I'm thinking of is like, um, like you know, this paternalistic guy who has to take care of everybody. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, like the one with the the Asian kid and the other kids are beating him up, and he goes and you know, it's always this weird. It's a lot of these weird white men movies mm. that like create a lot of fear and then they deal with the fear and it like really just amps up I, you know it's it's not surprising why we have a lot of white men shooting going yeah. on you know like you uh, need you need daddy to come in and fix it yeah it's like yeah it's the yeah all of it all of it's bad it's, all of it's bad <laughs> so these women these were her students that uh, are now like 60 and like doing the internet shit yeah, and so there's one lady. There's one lady who is not like a people person, and sh- so, sh- but she's super organized, and so she's like the research person, right? And she can find anything and dig into anything. Like does FOIA request like crazy, uh, and then the other woman is much more sort of charismatic, and she's like the boots on the ground person okay. who will go out and she just she talks to everybody and she just digs and digs and digs. This sounds like a heist movie. It does. It's it, <laughs> they're they're such a funny pairing, the two of them. Uh, but so, like, they started a Facebook group, and they they just don't. It reminded me of the QAnon stuff because it's that same thing of like, you know, when they come home at the end of the day, they just sit at their computer and they just like hang out on these forums and they see everything and they respond to everything, and um, so they just wanted to know you know, they just wanted to figure out who killed her. Right. right. And then uh, it turned out that there, there's a, a woman, a Jane Doe who came forward in the nineties who said that uh, she'd actually been taken to see the sister's body before it was uh, discovered by the police. Okay. And it was, she, what she was coming forward on was that she was saying that the, this priest at that school had sexually abused her. And, uh, so, so there was like a civil lawsuit over that. And so Mm. there's this whole thing where, um, there was this like sort of horrific sex abuse going on of all of these women or girls at that school and nobody, nobody knew. And so then it gets into like, so Baltimore is a very, very Catholic working class city. And it's, it's actually the, that's where the first first diocese in the in the u.s maryland's uh, the first catholic state yeah 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 that right it totally makes sense right it's mm-hmm. it's one of those things that like you forget about what the roots of the country actually are and then yeah. actually <laughs> makes sense um but so then it gets into like the like trying to decide whether this was valid you know these accusations that were being made and then you know how it did it tie to the death of the sister because she was a teacher there. And so she actually had uh, left that school and was teaching at a public school, even though she was still a nun um, and then ends up murdered. And so like the, basically what it gets into is like, is it because she stood up to this priest? Mm. And so he had her, he had her taken out. Um, So it's, yeah, it's rough. Right. (laughs) And then there's like what the, what the, what the church did to cover it up and what they continue to do and how they, you know, moved the priest around. And, um, it's, yeah, it was, it was very interesting. I mean, it doesn't, it does, it's not going to give any like, 
definitive answers but it's um it's crazy it's just crazy the things that go on that are like i know i know with documentaries you know like documentary makers definitely shape narratives to be as interesting (laughs) like as like soapy and fascinating as possible yeah 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 um you know they're definitely picking and choosing what it's like writing a short story like every detail means something that they're giving you like it's all it's all for a purpose but um it yeah it's just unbelievable the the stuff that people do and like the level of dysfunction in the world (laughs) i yeah um which you know which is why you should be suspicious (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, never take your eyes off the ball, or you know, like, I yeah. I mean, it's so yeah. I mean, in the most heinous of crimes of like intimate partner uh, violence, you know, where you know some the sometimes the victim will never see that coming, and it it happens. It's like really you shouldn't really tr- you know trust anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, I mean, and that's probably my least favorite emotion is feeling like a chump that I'm surprised that someone did something. I mean, I, I, uh, like, I don't think anyone should ever be like, I think that feeling should never go away of being like, you should hold people to a higher standard. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Like, you know, like, like if you went around going, of course, the whole time, (laughs) yeah, you might be a little bit crazy. Like you might like start being like, like yeah, like distrusting everybody. Um, and I, well, I was only kidding about the don't trust anybody, but like, <laughs> you know, no, you like, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I have my degrees of trust. Yeah, you know, but um, no, well, I mean, yeah. you have to have some hope or fucking like you right. can't just be devoid of any all hope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, you have to leave the you have to leave the at least the door or a window cracked for sure, you know. Yeah, I just have like a little like the little doggy door in the bottom and the back door. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, it's I feel like I might have talked about this on here before, but in I read all of the um <laughs> the Suki Stackhouse books which are what True Blood was based on. Yeah, Suki. Okay. And uh one of the things that actually I it may have been the same author in a different series she did. No, it was that because it was it was specifically it was Suki talking about the the all the violence that happens to her. In in the books like she one thing I like about it is that series is that um she does sort of eventually end up with PTSD because she experiences so much violence. Yeah, I'm yeah. And I, that's one thing that like books that I feel like books that I read, like fantasy series when I was a kid, like things would happen to people, you know, like they would be, they would be abducted and they, you know, they'd get beat up a little bit and maybe they did or didn't get raped and they moved on from it, you know? Yeah. And uh, I like, I like that, that in this series, like it just felt so much more realistic that like it took a toll on her and she wasn't the same, you know, bright and shiny little blonde girl at the end of the series that she was at the beginning. But at some point she says something about like how the, um, this idea that we should like of physical safety being a given Mm. or a right is something that's really only been around for about a hundred years. Right. If you know, in that, 
you 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 kind of can't take it as a given and um you know like that was part of the thing that was so scary with with everything with trump when it felt like things were falling apart is it was just like oh right this this veneer of of safety and security that we have based on our our societal systems it can just it can go away like yeah. it's not it's not tangible it's just sort it's it's the societal agreement but it's not a real thing yeah like the social contract yeah, that's what it is. The societal agreement. I was like, I know that doesn't sound right. But... No, it's 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 the dollar store ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Oh yeah, it's like the mac and cheese from Cambodia. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I mean, yeah, and 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 the thing it has to be uh, taken care of and, and gardened properly and you have to remove the weeds um from the garden when they're you know dangerous to whatever the you know the good stuff is <laughs> wait so maybe i do want to watch that q and thing because i i'm really interested in like the whole free speech conversation and i don't know exactly where i'm at with it yeah no it's um it's it's yeah particularly the second episode really dives into it a little bit more and okay. um it's really i don't know how long the series is it's i know it's a mini series but um it's it's interesting it's it's knowing that these things exist where like like a lot of like and i've you know i you know I've, I've always known but i don't i don't fucking go into four chans or eight chans you know the the hardest uh, thing i do is reddit you know what i mean yep <laughs> and same. even that even that is monitored you know um yeah and i don't go into the dark corners of reddit at all I yeah i yeah the in, no the only thing is like i really enjoy when like particular video games you know like, like the hobby section you know that's exactly what i like i yeah i go to the <laughs> fan parts <laughs> like you know like i go to like i think when i started going to reddit years ago it was for drag race it was for rupaul's drag race you know mm-hmm. um but i yeah i don't or like when i was in, like interested in what's what the deal with crossfit is um what's the deal there. with crossfit what's the deal do you remember that time? I, well, it was probably more than once, but we, uh, you like, got you got into your CrossFit rage. No, I was gonna say when we were like we were out drinking, and I couldn't stop saying, "What's the deal?" And oh, I was just like, "Oh my god, I have to stop doing this. I'm gonna get murdered." Well, what's the deal with Karen doing? <laughs> what's the deal? No. Um, also, like you know, when you go to those um, fan pages or whatever on Reddit, like mm-hmm. everyone is really nice. Yep, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> You know, like there's one for like this video game, and like, oh, you go online, yeah, oh, come here, here's my you know user tag, and like I'll give you a whole bunch of shit, and yep. it's like it's it's like everyone's like a normal community, <laughs> yeah, uh, until you get to the politics section, and then it's a shit show, but <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, i um <clears throat> I just saw a documentary last night, and I don't know, uh it's called the personality test, okay. And um, you know what, like the Myers Briggs and all those shits are. Yeah. And a lot of like corporations uh, and job places will um, kind of like have seminars, and you'll do them just to kind of figure out your personality. And yeah. like, and they have like these four letters, and each letter means something. And you become right. like you, you know, you're like, oh, and most of, most of the time for a lot of people, it's like an epiphany, like I am this. <laughs> oh, that does make sense, you know. 
And like I've always had uh, mixed feelings about it because I feel like uh, my my opinion is that <clears throat> you're not you're kind of like putting people into boxes, mm-hmm. and you're you're not making them like try to like maybe be a different letter <laughs> or like right. you know what I mean like you like you're to basically... stretch beyond their their comfort. Yes, exactly. And I feel like once people have been labeled this. They kind of just identify and double down on it. Um, like that thing where all of a sudden, five years ago, everybody was like, I am an introvert. Introverts do this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually, yeah, introverts, one of the letters is I. And then like, uh, I forgot. I, I forgot the whole bullshit. But so it Wait, turns out. Have you ever done Myers-Briggs? No, I've done like a, a, like a dollar store knockoff. Um, and I don't even remember what it was. And I was just like, yeah, I, I, I. Yeah, I, I it's just a turn off for me. Um, yeah, it's very but, astrology. Yeah, yes, yes. I I couldn't place it. It was like I am a Scorpio. Ah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you can you can always read those profiles to be like you just ignore the parts that don't make sense to you. And you know, <laughs> yeah, like nope, that nope, nope. I didn't. It's, it's like it's like redacted in your mind. Like your mind sees it as a redacted yeah. document. But you grasp onto whatever other parts. Yeah. No, I mean, it's the Bible for now. Yeah. So <laughs> this documentary um, just, you know, goes into how, um, like, applications will have, like, some various, you know, variation of the Myers-Briggs or, like, the personality test. And, like, basically people were, like, getting weeded out from the job opportunities because of these things. Seriously. And, what, but like, then, oh, you're you're not going to be a good fit for our team environment? That kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, So, like, it starts, oh, you know, it's, it starts out with this one, you know, this one kid. He's, he's probably, like, you know, early 20s. And he he graduates um, college and he goes to his friend who works at a pharmacy. I think Kroger. I don't know if it's a pharmacy or that, it's like a pharmaceutical company. I'm not sure. And he says, oh, you know, I'd, I'd be interested. Uh, he so happens to have, um, he's bipolar, like, diagnosed. Okay. And he takes medication and he wanted to work with, you know, he wanted to work in that environment because he wants to like, you know, he, he appreciates the importance of what the medication does for him and like how he can help others. So he, he applies and he takes this test or one of the tests and doesn't hear back from them. And the only reason why he, they, he finds out what happened was because he had a friend who worked there who was mm-hmm. honest. Wait, so is the pharmacy at the grocery store Kroger? Is that what that is that what it is? Kroger is not a pharmaceutical company. It's a, it's a grocery store, right? Yeah. Okay, so um so then yeah, it's it's at a pharmacy then. And okay. um and his friend tells him and that he was pretty much like flagged, you know, like like a red flag or whatever because of a certain question. Okay. Uh and then it just snowballs into other things. Uh, and, and you know, basically, you, you start learning about the Myers Briggs, which was actually really interesting. This um, this professor, she's like, you think you know, people often think that the Myers Briggs is just two dudes, but it's really a mother and daughter who created this whole thing, like in the, the early 1900s. Oh, interesting. Why? Why'd they do it? So the mother, apparently, I guess she was like a pseudo intellectual, and you know, there's not a lot of spaces for women in during those times, right? Right. So she has a baby and she just starts like basically like monitoring her baby and, and 
and writing down everything about her actions, her personality, and, and, and basically just fucking, I don't know, treats her child like a fucking experiment. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then, you know, what happens is when her daughter goes to college, she kind of like has like a little, I don't know, maybe like a little like break. Breakdown? Because, <laughs> yeah, because she she has spent like, I guess, the first 18, 17, 18 years of her life just you know, documenting her daughter and now her daughter's gone. So like she kind of, they kind of like, she you know gets into other shit. And then years later, she, um, her and her daughter get together and they basically kind of create this whole thing. Um, and they, you know, they kind of go into just how fucked up it is and how, you know, people gather data this way and, they use it to kind of um, marginalize, you know, continuation of marginalized groups. You can keep people out because what you point to is the data. And then you say the data is not biased because it's data. Right. You know what I mean? Um, It's just, it was really interesting. And um, so it's kind of like the conversation about how standardized testing can be sort of inherently biased because just because of like the, like the disparities in the education system and like frames of reference. Right. Exactly. That when people go in. And so with this, like, it's just basically a way to flag that you're an other. Yeah. Kind okay. of. Okay. And it's funny. Cause they had like this, um, I want to say like a nonprofit in the, in Harlem and, and like these two dudes were running it and they're like, we're teaching like, you know, um, people who are looking for work, you know, mostly people of color who are looking for work. Um, like dudes who just left, um, like jail. Mm-hmm. and like trying to find work but you know have a hard time so like they they're, they're basically telling them it's a game you got to play this game and this is how you game the system like you know basically like letting them know that this is this is real shit and this is how we're going to get over it because you have to answer these questions in a certain way wow so what is it that they're like what is it what are the red flags what are they what- uh like you know it's one of those things where like uh personality says like uh what is it i forgot what the questions were but one of them like do you strongly have like, you know, do you think that things will be better tomorrow? Strongly agree, disagree, you know, like questions like that. Um, and like, you know, how you answer, you know, would be one. And then one of them was like, um, do you ever feel like you uh, lie for something? I can't recall. And it was like, you <laughs> <For> know, pleasure. <laughs> yeah. It's just all these like, random bullshit questions. And Are you like, like a, a weasel that murders for the thrill? Yeah, you know, uh, are you into order of expectation? If so, you're an introvert. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was really interesting. And then, like, it goes even find out, like, this professor who <clears throat> she was, um, what got her into like personality testing, and like, and I think I'm pretty sure her probably her um, dissertation was probably on shit like this was that. Out of college, she took one. She worked to work for like some, like, you know, one of these like buku firms, like that do shit, you know, management firms or whatever. <laughs> and I don't even know. And then like they gave, you know, they gave all the new hires this thing and they were like, oh, you are these letters and you, you know, you have CEO management potential. You know, one day you may be running this country company. Wow. And she was like, really? Like, I just, you know, I like to just read my books under my desk, you know, like, <laughs> so then she, you know, she quit, but it, it made her like, you know, in, intrigued her the idea of these things. But 
she said so apparently also the mother had written these books. She wrote all these like um like these mystery wrote I think three uh like mystery detective novels. Okay. And two were readily available for her. And the third one wasn't. And she was like, you know, she's, you know, she's a, you know, she's she's a, she's a, you know, an academic. She's going to track it down one way or another, right? So yeah. she finally gets her hands on it and she's like this book she lays out the book. It's about these um, detectives who go into this southern town where all these suicides are occurring. Okay. And it, it comes down to the reason why all these, like, um, white people in the southern town are committing suicide is because they found out. That they're black. They have one drop of black blood. No! <laughs> yes! <laughs> I thought I was just making a bad joke. Oh, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. So then it goes into, like, the woman who created this personality test. It goes into her, like, you know, biases and her own, like, uh, um, you know, racist tendencies and things like that. And, you know, you're basically creating these personality tests through the lens of your own fucking prejudices and biases, right? Sure. And that yeah. that in itself is problematic. And, um, you know, they interview her granddaughters, too, which was also interesting. And they're like, yeah, you know, we see it. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, we got it. We understand. Um, you know, at least they were, you know, um, able to understand that. But really, the whole thing and her whole reason for creating these, like, tests was actually trying to be altruistic in a way that, like, you know, she's coming out of, like, World War II to, like, prevent, like, people in like these jobs where they're not that they're not fit for the job mm -hmm. but that they would be happy in the job so right. like to find to find careers that make you happy or that you would be excel in because you're a, a proper fit for it but it's like you were saying in the beginning about it it confining people and not letting them stretch like, how is it up to you to permanently assess this is the kind of, kind of person you are, so you shouldn't do this job? You know, that's that's crazy. And and it, the thing is, even if maybe maybe you aren't happy in the job, and that's a growth experience, right? There's no reason to like find a job that you like should be locked into for the rest of your life. I mean, I do understand with companies like obviously you don't want constant turnover. You don't want you don't want to invest in people's training and have them in and out and all of that. But uh, that's, I mean, that's so, I don't know. That just seems so um, artificial. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, it's problematic for sure. And it's, and it's based in like, you know, it's, you know, I want the best for society, but the best for society really doesn't. Um, I, I, it's my vision of society. Yeah. You yep. know, and they were even talking about when she was rolling this out, um, she would um, not in, like she would go to these uh, like job places to kind of like, you know, roll it out and do these personality tests. And she wouldn't uh, interview people that had an IQ less than 100 okay. because she said those people don't kind of like they're already they don't basically deserve to have like, wow. you know, like they're already, you know, manual labor is all they, you know, they're good for or whatever. Wow. You know, I don't know it's that's awful it, it is but it was really like i said it was a really interesting um documentary because it's like for me it was definitely like confirmation bias 
<laughs> yes, I knew it. It's wrong. It's wrong. We had to do when um in my job in Kentucky, like we did a, a team building retreat kind of thing. And we did it wasn't Myers Briggs, it was uh the Enneagram, I wanna say, hmm. test. And um it was funny because it definitely did slot the different personality types. Like you you definitely had like the right brain, left brain split was very yeah. clear. And I remember uh this guy uh, who was on my staff saying, right. So the, 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 you know, we just, the, the personality group that he was part of, like, we, we just want people to do things correctly. And I was like, actually, no, what it is is that you want everybody to do what you perceive to be as correct. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, it's, which is not the same thing. Right. And, uh, and he was like, Oh, I, like, like he was just like, Oh, I thought it was just doing it right. I was like, no, it's but you you have to let in the idea that maybe you're not right about that, right? Or that there may be one way to do it. Yeah, you know, yeah. which is which I think is always hard for people to understand. So it's like, okay, so and not so much with like you know something mechanical because there is like a legit like you know if you're if you're building something you might want to put something in first before you put the second thing in because that oh, totally. might damage the whole thing. But like you know a process like a, of you know, like a, just a, a different type of process where like you're gathering something or, you know, you need to, you know, write something or whatever. It's, you know, everyone's, everyone's process is different. Yeah. And as long as the end product is, is, is good. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. That guy was awesome though, because he, uh, like he had, he had been passed over for the supervisor position that I got when yeah. I went down there. And, uh, one of he was this big uh like not not heavy but just he was just a big guy right and yeah, yeah. so in um he he could be really intimidating because he was so serious mm-hmm. and uh i like on his review i told him like i and now in the context of me too maybe this sounds terrible but i but we're talking about like deal, like we were dealing with tourists yeah. right we're dealing with people on vacation Mm-hmm. And so I told him, like, you know, honestly, I just think you need to smile more sometimes. Like, you just need to be a little lighter in the hey, way that did you did you did you write, "Hey, sugar tits, you need hey, to smile a little <laughs> bit more." <laughs> well, the thing was, I didn't. I did not write this on his review. As far as his scores went, I said, "I mean, you wouldn't write sugar tits. You just tell him sugar tits, <laughs> right? Hey, sugar tits." Um, <laughs> No, like I didn't say on his, like, I didn't mark him down on his review, but when, when we talked, yeah, I did say like, I think you come off as, you know, maybe a little too intense and serious for the visitors sometimes. And so like, just try to smile at people more, maybe like, just, just try to be a little lighter. And I think you're going to connect with people more. And, uh, and so he, he made, he, he made such an effort, like his sort of like black and white okay mm. my my boss said do this i'll do it personality yeah. it was so funny because and he wasn't without humor you know right. so it's just that he was very like he almost came off like a minister mm-hmm. like a really serious old-fashioned minister a lot of the time and so like whenever he would see me on the farm he would like he would smile at me <laughs> and it was uh it like we both you know it like we both acknowledged that was what he was doing but he he did he loosened up with people it was crazy yeah and um and I actually was able to like recommend him for that job when I left and he got it. Nice, nice. That's yeah. cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a, you know, there there's some good people. 
Yeah. Well, I think like some people like they're just so serious that they don't understand that like they're not they're they're not doing better because they're being so serious. Like it's yeah. actually detrimental. Yeah, I, yeah. I think some you know also like some people got a lot in their head, and like I think that they can't um they can't like you know disconnect from that. Like, like you're in public, you have to put that away for now. You can play with that when you're home. You right. Know? That was his thing. Was like he was like, no, I'm working. It's serious. Yeah. It's important. And it, it was, but I think like that, like the distinction for him of like it doesn't mean you're not taking it seriously that you're not being like over yeah. the top intense with visitors. I mean, he was probably like his parents probably beat him and like it's like you have to act this way and you, oh, you're I'm at sure. you're at work and you know you it's not playtime. Yeah. You know, exactly. And I mean. I find the best work work environments when you can play and you can laugh and joke. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's like time and a place. Yeah, you just have you, 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 a shit show. You die, <laughs> sugar tits, calm down. Sugar tits. Yeah. So this is this is about how I meet two employees. Um, awesome. You know, yeah. Awesome. I watched this show uh, years and years on HBO the other day. Um, it's. It's by Russell T. Davies, which is the the guy who was the showrunner when the reboot of Doctor Who started back in like 2005. Okay. And uh, I, which was funny because when I was watching it, I I kept thinking like this feels familiar and I mm. like it and I don't know why. And then it was like, oh, because it's that guy. Right. Um, it turns out, but it's a show that like in the first in the first episode, it's sort of a familial uh, ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. And in the first episode, one of the sisters is having a baby. Mm -hmm. And then um, what it does is like, it'll jump forward. So, you know, it does sort of a fast forward montage of like birth, like it'll be like news event, news event, the the first birthday of that baby, news event, news event, second. And so then it doesn't like slow down and stop until the fifth uh the fifth birthday of that child and so like you keep getting these like stop starts that allow it to move forward like these great big jumps of time mm-hmm. and uh it was good it's it is it like it's a little depressing maybe it's um kind of apocalyptic but um <laughs> it has really good it has re- it has really good actors in it like emma thompson's in it and uh lots of other uk actors that i've seen and stuff um i don't know i would i would recommend it cool yeah hbo is is quietly doing their shit yeah you know i i you know i'm, I'm enjoying a lot i mean of that's the, the platform i turn to the most these days yeah they're, at least they're, for well youtube but for new stuff like for to actual sit actually sit down and watch well for my q and drops uh i go to you know <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my q and about to drop yeah, the Q drop sounds like it sounds like you're either you know gonna take a shit or, or take acid. <laughs> it also like I guess I didn't realize, and I guess I probably got this from the first seven minutes I did watch, but like I didn't realize with Q and on that that people were just sitting around like wait, like it's the like that they were just. Um, it was because there was sort of no schedule that it was just always like, oh my god, I got a push notification from Q and on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it was like, it was, it would give them this like dopamine burst. Yep. Yep. Like it was a game. It was a, it was it's like, all Lucy with, it was Lucy with the football of, I don't, I don't pull the football out from under you every time I do, you know, yep. like you just got to wait for it. 
yeah no it, it to me it's it's like a weird um like a weird game that people are playing but taking it seriously what are you backing up my statements no <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i was fascinated so all right so here's the thing oh no sorry it sounded like there was a truck back no there was there is a truck but i'm also looking at um so the way my whole computer is set up it's there's plants on the windowsill and Tracy watered her plant so much that it's coming <laughs> out of the thing and slowly it's, it's not moving that fast, but like it's, it's too near all my wires and, mm. and it's, it's driving me insane. And I, I'm grateful that it didn't fall. Yeah. But like, you know, I'm like, oh, eventually we're just going to hear Zert. I can't, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's not, um, it's not what I want. And I, <laughs> I've told her before about it. She doesn't listen. It's not what I want. <laughs> I don't want my stuff to get wet. I don't know. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, Q drops. Oh yeah. No, it's it's crazy. Um, and Q drops keep falling on my desk. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it's unfortunate because I I don't know like you know where this is ever gonna go. <laughs> and like i i kind of want the mystery to be solved but it's not it won't be so is that a thing where like we're waiting for the big reveal of who it is so the the kind of like the whole um the thesis of the whole documentary is him trying to find out who q is um, but i don't think he's gonna find him or her or them or it's some like it's probably like some computer that has like ai like starting to like become aware self-aware and it's like doing this and it realizes it doesn't take much to destroy a population (laughs) yeah well apparently sperm counts have just like fallen through the floor so that that's kind of what that show is about of like with the accelerating news events and that feeling of like spinning out of control as things are just going to keep happening yeah and how you know like there's this one speech the grandmother sort of i actually i don't know who gives it but it's just like that idea of like we we were actually like born into a pocket of quiet Mm. and like in between the world wars and this stuff like that like basically from COVID on that this is they don't talk about COVID. it's more like the also the premise with that is like part of why i was able to watch it is because things in it uh, have already not happened. So like Trump did not get elected to a second term. Right. So, cause there's a situation with uh, like that Trump as he's in the, the very last days of his second term gets into a nuclear pissing match with China and right. does something bad. So, and then what the, what the literal fallout would be from that. Um, so, you know, it was like, all right, well, we didn't get we didn't get second Trump term yet. Right. If there's another Trump term, I'm I don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna do anything. I'm just gonna say I don't know what I'm gonna do. No, I hear you. I I I, I don't even want to think about that. I know. I don't either. Did you <laughs> did you know? Do you know if they got that ship out of the canal yet? Uh, I don't know, but I was thinking they should uh, give it an enema. Enema Canal. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, it's like, we got to get enough water down there to blow it out. (laughs) 
Are we gonna, just a whole bunch of water in around it and it'll blow back up? I just feel like I have to take a really bad ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Armando. Oh no. <laughs> So bad. Did you see there was a uh, there was a meme of do you remember from one of the Austin Powers movies where he, had, <laughs> yeah. he was just back and like trying to do a six point turn? Yeah, yeah, I think they did get it out. It's it's in the Suez Canal, right? Or was is it this is it in the Suez or is it the is it the Panama? I think it's the Suez. Okay, the Panama gets the Enema, and it'll be fine. <laughs> um, where is the Suez Canal? I don't know. I'm ignorant. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm asking the question, so clearly, <laughs> we're all in the same boat. <laughs> oh, God, I really don't know. Is it in Africa? I don't oh, know. All right, I'll, I'll sit forward. So, so, oh, Karen, uh, a listener of the show uh, said uh, that, that she does not want you to take down the tree. Oh, good, because I didn't. <laughs> Uh, and the recommendation from said listener is to basically have it up all year round and then decorate according to what holiday is in that uh, month or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Once I took all the ornaments off last time we talked, then I never did anything else. Okay. The Suez Canal is in Egypt. It connects the Mediterranean Sea to the Red Sea through the Isthmus of Suez. Look at that. You were pretty much right. <laughs> pretty much although this entire week i thought it was in panama so you know big big ups big downs uh yeah i actually almost last night i was like oh i should get up half an hour earlier tomorrow and actually put that away before the podcast mm. but it, it i didn't do it didn't work out no didn't work out things happen i like taking i like the idea of taking listener suggestions for my life, <laughs> specifically when it telling me not to work <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we should i don't know maybe i'll maybe i'll come up with something for a poll for next week so like i think but the, you know it is a lot more work though to decorate like your festive so like you know you know so you put little hearts around well like, that's the thing is i don't have the storage space for decorations for every holiday you could just make them out of paper <laughs> It's just like a kindergarten project. <laughs> well, you know what? I got, I literally got a, a paint with water book and that's, it's called the be happy. Just add water book. Oh, would you just throw the whole thing in the sink? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. My sink is colors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and now I am happy. Uh, now so, I'm happy. So, so happy. <laughs> so happy <laughs> how dare you mock my joy no it uh you know it's it's just a thing i might i might go outside and do one in the sunshine actually oh shit yeah. I, i'm torn because uconn women's basketball ncaa they're in a sweet 16 okay. um uconn is my alma mater so I support them, and <laughs> but I want to go for a walk too. Oh, can you? Is there? Do you have like a not TiVo but TiVo now option? I do, but I like to watch things live, like sports. Oh, so there's that. Um, can you listen? Can you listen to it? While no, you walk? I can't. I can only listen to baseball. I can't listen to any other sport. Oh, okay. I didn't know what the rules were. Well, those are my rules. <laughs> I know. 
my rules. Those uh, are the rules I meant. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. I, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll just watch the first half, go for a walk, get some grub, and then come back and watch the second yeah. half. Yeah, how long is a game? Uh, they're, 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 they're not that long, but with commercials, probably like an hour and a half. Oh, okay. That's a lot to pack in, like, to do within an hour and a half. Yeah. You're going to watch some. You're going to walk. You're going to get food. You're going to walk back. Yeah. Because I'll pause it, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. I I, I say this and none of this is going to (laughs) happen. You're going to play a video game. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to play video games. (laughs) I'll just order food. Yep. And, you know, I just tell the guy, just leave it on the porch. Bring an extra bag for me to poop in. <laughs> That's a good idea. Thanks. I've never forgotten this that I was watching Hoarders one time. No. And this woman, like, part of her deal, like, in, like, her plumbing didn't, you know how, like, like, Hoarders people, like, their houses yeah, they don't fall take apart care. and mm-hmm. they don't do anything. Yeah. So, like, the plumbing wasn't working. So she was, like, pooping in shopping bags and just throwing them in the corner of the bathroom oh, sounds like an amazon employee <laughs> and the uh the guy like on the show who comes in to help people like he's always very nice to them but he was he was giving you know one of the little breakout interviews and he just goes yeah you know you've got to you've really just got to think about where your life's at at the point where you're pooping in a plastic bag and throwing it in the corner yeah I mean, and, uh, I've never forgotten that, and that's <laughs> that's been one of the standards I I go for is don't do that. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, yeah. That's I mean, I I don't. So that's why it immediately sprang to mind that if you were if you were just going to be stuck in your house, like send an extra bag. Um, did we ever say who we were at the beginning? Oh, I'm Armando. Oh, I'm Karen. <laughs> oh, I, I spin this week. Yeah. I'm suspicious. <laughs> yeah! Hold on. Taka, 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 taka. All right, I'm going to spin this week, and here we go. Click. Oh, click, 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 click. Ooh, 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 ooh. Arrogant? No. No? That's not a feeling. It's not. It's It's a way of life. It's just it's who I am, <laughs> not how I feel. Doug life. I'm gonna spin again. We need another we need a more positive one. No. I'm not even gonna tell you what it was, but you can guess. <laughs> Murder. Confident? Yes. Can we do that one? Yes. Okay. We can confidently do that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next week we will talk about confidence. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be good. Yep. I have confidence in sunshine. <laughs> Do you know that? No. <laughs> I have confidence in rain. Is it's, it, uh, it's from The Sound of Music. Uh, we, I don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> I've taken We've gotten time. requests from listeners to stop. I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the cat just asked me to stop. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, oh, I'm not working this week. What? I took it off and I'm going to, I'm going on a little jaunt to the Poconos. So I'll have a Poconos update when I get back. Okay. 
Um, I'm getting my second shot. Okay. So I'll have all kinds of updates. This is going to be fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be wonderful. Right? This is like, this is going to be the most plot filled. I mean, I'm sure that there'll be, um, something that's going to go awry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I, I hope not, but you know, (laughs) like... But it, yeah, it'll happen. <laughs> it'll it'll be good. But uh, all right, well, everybody have a good week. I hope I hope people out there like there's a good chance people with an earshot have gotten their shots. So yeah, I'm so I hope people have. If you haven't, please get them. There's no chip inside me. There's no chip inside Armando. He doesn't have autism yet. I have the egg though. The oh, is it gonna hatch? No, remember I told you they all hatch simultaneously. Bill Gates pulls the plug. Oh, he just pulls it out? Yeah, and then we have the eggs hatch. Oh, is it like a sleeper cell thing? Yes. Goo-goo-goo too. (laughs) All right. Well, okay. So (laughs) the thing is you may get an egg, but Easter's coming. It's fine. It's seasonally appropriate. Just get it. Get vaccinated. (laughs) If you can. As soon as you can. But still wear your mask. Wash your hands. Be safe. There you go. That's right. Wear a mask. And always. Always. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.